Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Are you ready for the most exciting topic in this psalm? Well, yeah. I mean, how could I not be? I mean, really. I, I, I mean, it's exciting to me. Yeah. I am excited. Psalm 12. Okay. Today I am reading from the New Century Version, the International Children's Bible, the New Century Version. Save me, Lord, because the good people are all gone. No true believers are left on earth. Everyone lies to his neighbors. They say one thing and mean another. The Lord will stop those lying lips. He will cut off those bragging tongues. They say, our tongues will help us win. We can say what we wish. No one is our master. But the Lord says, I will now rise up because the poor are being hurt. Because of the moans of the helpless, I will give them the help they want. The Lord's words are pure. They are like silver purified by fire, like silver purified seven times over. Lord, keep us safe. Always protect us from such people. The wicked are all around us. Everyone loves what is wrong. All right, you've got my uh, curiosity peaked. What is the most exciting part of this psalm? So, one of the things that happens here that, that gives people a lot of trouble is that last verse. The one about the wicked prowling on every side? Yeah, and here's why it gives a problem, is because as you're walking through the psalm, it seems like everything's getting better and better and better and better. I mean, it starts like, hey, everybody's bad. I'm surrounded by wicked vileness. But Lord, I'm going to call on you to judge them. You declare that you will judge them. I know you're going to preserve us. It's wonderful. But then all of a sudden we're back to, but I'm still surrounded by everybody who's wicked and awful. So even though verse 5, you have the statement of the Lord saying he's going to rise up and act, uh, he hasn't acted when we come to the end of the psalm. Well, it's it's but but he declares that he is. He, yeah, he declares that it's happening, but we get to the end and David's like, no, I mean, it's still the same way. Mm-hmm. Unless, mm-hmm. unless what we have going on here is some a different kind of poetry than what you and I would be used to. Well, I, I'm um, I'm going to agree with you on that because I feel like most of these psalms doesn't sound like the kind of poetry I'm used to. <laughs> My poetry wasn't really doesn't go much beyond a Hallmark aisle, though. <laughs> Roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue. So what we think of, and this is not just poetry, this would be anything that we would write. We would think that you place the most important thing either at the end and you build up to it, mm-hmm. or you place the most important thing at the beginning and then you support it all the way through. But sometimes what would happen, especially in Hebrew poetry, is that they would put the most important thing in the middle and you would build up to it and then you would back away from it. And there would be kind of parallelism going on as you build up to it and back away from Mm -hmm. it. And I I don't want to be dogmatic about it. I I know it's not just the the perfect kind of thing. We often use the word, uh, some people use the word inverted inverted parallelism. Some use this technical term chiasm to to have this this structure where you're building up to something and then you're backing away from it kind of in reverse order. But I think I see that in this Mm -hmm. psalm. Mm -hmm. And it actually puts us where the most important thing is smack in the middle. You've been building up to it and then you back away from it in reverse order. And so you actually expect, if the most important thing is in the middle, you actually expect the beginning and the end to be the same. 
to have or, that parallel, or at least to connect. On. Okay. And so it's not at all surprising that the psalm begins with "I'm surrounded by wickedness" and ends with "I'm surrounded by wickedness." The most important thing is not that I'm surrounded by wickedness. The most important thing is what we build up to in the middle. And guess where? When I work through so, this, all the focus then, all the focus is going to be on the in the middle section of the poem, the in middle the section middle. of the psalm. Absolutely. Now I don't know if you remember, but on Monday we talked about peeling that first layer of the onion on the on the outer edges of the psalm the at the beginning and the end everything is awful mm-hmm. all the people around me are awful yeah it's terrible yeah and then verse the second thing yeah. the second thing that we have oh and by the way one of the things that also pointed this out to me is i did find it interesting that there was that repeat of the idea of the children of man or the human race this just very interesting phrase that's in at the end of verse one and, and at the end of verse eight yeah sure. that's at the end of verse eight as well. Okay, then we we on Tuesday talked about the second layer uh-huh. where in verse 3 we have David calling for the judgment of the Lord. Right. But in verse 7 we have the declaration of the judgment of the Lord. He's he's calling God to act against the sinners right. in behalf mm-hmm. of God's people. And in verse 7 we have the faithful declaration yeah. that God will do. That's right. He will preserve them. So we've got that second layer at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday what we talked about was the contrast between the false confidence mm-hmm. in the sinner's words and the true confidence in the Lord's word. Yeah. The, the lies versus the perfect purified word of God. Yeah. So that's that's moving us to what comes in between all of that and that is verse five. Verse five. I'm, now I'm reading from the ESV. Because okay. the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place in him the safety, excuse me, I will place him in the safety for which he longs. So verse five, the Lord speaks. Here's a quotation from the Lord. Everything else is what the psalmist is saying. Smack in the middle, the Lord himself declares. And what does he declare? I will now arise. Now, here's something that I think is even a little bit more fascinating that I notice in the difference between the ESV and this New Century version that I read just a minute ago. Yeah. So did you notice in the ESV when I just read it, it's that verse is kind of oddly constructed. Mm-hmm. It's It seems to be a little bit out of order. Because it starts with, for the oppression of the poor. Yeah, because I this happens, arise. I will arise. And then I will place him in the safety for which he longs, uh-huh. which I don't think any of us saying this this sentence would say it like this. We would either start with, I will now arise, and then because of this, this, and this. Or we would say, because of this, 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 and this, I will now arise. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you noticed this as I was reading it in the uh, International Children's Bible, the New Century Version. They actually changed the order because they recognized, well, that order is odd. That order is odd. Why would we say this first sentence of because of this and then I will arise and then another sentence of because of this? So remind me what it says in that one. Okay, so here's the New Century Version. But This is verse 5. But the Lord says, I will now rise up because the poor are being hurt, because of the moans of the helpless. Let me get this page turned. Because of the moans of the helpless, I will give them the help they want. So what they did is they yeah. moved, I will now arise, to the beginning of the sentence. Very beginning of and the then, statement. Okay, all these other translations have it in the middle yeah. because that's the order, actually, right. in, in the, the original, yeah. which, again, to me, highlights what are we doing. We are moving to the middle. So even in this middle section, we've got these two statements of why he's going to do this surrounding the very middle point, and that middle point is, I will now arise. 
I will now arise. That is exciting. And so now, okay, here's the second reason why this is exciting to me. Okay. First of all, it's just cool to hear about kind of poetic structure. I know it's yeah. odd, and it's and it's cool to me to kind of learn a new thing about how I can figure out what, what the psalmist is really driving at in this individual psalm. Yeah. But when I realize that in this psalm, the central point, the, the, the just very core of this onion is, I will now arise. All of a sudden, I remember some of the things that we've studied in earlier psalms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember, we, we really noticed it in Psalm 9 and 10, mm-hmm. where you had these two psalms that seemed to go together because of the acrostic structure. Right. That seemed to go, well, for a couple of reasons. But one of the things we noticed there is in Psalm 9, it's very, it's very optimistic. It's very, hey, look, things are tough right now, but I, Lord, I know you're going to do this. I'm praying to you. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Arise, Lord. Take care of this. Yeah. Then we move into Psalm 10. And we actually called it second verse worse than the first yeah. because it's almost this picture of, okay, I prayed to you about this and you haven't done anything about it. Yeah. And what does he call him to do again? Arise, mm. arise, do something about this. I, I've been praying for this and things are just getting worse. When are you going to do something about this? Yeah. Arise. Now, I have to admit something in our conversations here, Andrew. Nine and ten were the first place I really noticed that issue of arise, mm-hmm. but it actually came up earlier in the Psalms. Oh yeah, in Psalm three mm-hmm. and verse seven. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just run back there real quick. Psalm three and verse seven. There, David had also written, "Arise, O Lord, save, save me, O my God." And then we get into Psalm seven and verse six. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift up yourself against the fury of my enemies. And then we've got 9 and 10 where both of those statements are. So all of a sudden, and and I want to be careful. Yeah, and here we are in 12. One starts with save. Yeah, which ties back to 3, 7. Yeah. Yeah, we've got and those two I phrases. And rise in yep. 12 verse 5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right. All of a sudden, I understand each psalm needs to be taken as its own literary unit. I don't want to back away from that. That is true. I don't. And this have is to... a tight. I mean, this is a tight little psalm too, with this chiastic structure. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it is. It's it's a nice little package of of poetry. It sure is. Okay, and I know that later in the psalms, there's going to be the plea to God to arise, and I know. I mean, our next psalm is also going to be a lament. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not saying that from beginning to end the psalms is a story, but man, up to this point, I almost feel like I've been reading a story now. Now that I'm now that I'm picking up what the really important part of Psalm 12 is, the Lord's declaration, I will arise. The Lord's finally. And, and that doesn't happen often the, yeah. for a quote, an actual quote from the Lord to occur in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So what have I got? I've got Psalm 1 that says, you know what? The person who relies on the Lord, who trusts in him, who meditates in his law every day, what kind of life does he have? He has a blessed life. Yeah, he does. But the wicked... Their way is awful. Mm -hmm. And then I've got Psalm 2 that specifically brings that into the king, David, the anointed of God. Yeah, they're going to be people plotting against him, but they're going to get judged. The Lord's anointed. He gets blessed. Mm -hmm. And then I've got from Psalm 3 to Psalm 11. Okay, wait a minute. Why isn't it like what it was supposed to be in Psalms 1 and 2? Why why isn't it like that? Why, Why is my life so tough right now? Why are there so many people against me? Now, there's one exception. Psalm 8 is a purely praise psalm. So smack in the middle of all this, there is this declaration of praise. Of It's, it's actually like we were talking yesterday about the affirmations. Yeah. I have to affirm. I have to remind myself, God is mindful yeah. of me. The loyalty and allegiance that we need to have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So now, as that story is progressing, I'm praying, I'm asking you to arise. You're not doing it yet. Mm -hmm. I'm praying, I'm asking you to rise. You haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know you're mindful of me. I know you are. I'm reminding myself, I'm praising you for the fact that you're mindful of me. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you again, please arise. Actually be mindful of me. Please do this thing you've promised you're going to do. Why isn't it happening yet? Please arise. And now what have we got in Psalm 12? Now the Lord declares, now I will arise. And it's like the point of the spear right at the end of this long staff that we've been running our hands along to get this weapon pointed. Yeah. No, I was going to say, you you take that long view and we've been been waiting to hear this for, for... 12 weeks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've been waiting for 12 weeks. Who knows how long it was in David's life. And I I get that these Psalms probably came in different points in David's life. But as, as the Psalms have been put together, as God led the, quote, editors of the Psalms, as some of the scholars will talk about, to, to organize these, man, all of a sudden I'm noticing in these first 12 Psalms, here's the story. Mm -hmm. Here's the, and now here's what I learned from that. Here's what I learned from that. God doesn't always arise the first time I ask. Mm. And things might actually get pretty bleak, mm-hmm. even though I've asked again and again and again. And I, I have heard so many people say the reason they've given up on God is because I prayed and nothing happened. Mm. I want you to see David yeah. in these first 12 Psalms. He prayed. He prayed again. He prayed again. He praised the Lord and he worshiped him. He, he taught the truth about the word of God. He was convicted. And God did nothing. Yeah. Until, until it was time, until it was the right time, and then God himself declared, I will now arise. Yeah, now. Boom! <laughs> I mean, is this exciting? It is exciting. It's I, great. It's just, it's, it's, it's blowing great. my mind. And so yeah. I, I, I just... I, I just had to share this with you. I'm, I'm super no, I'm, excited. No, I'm glad about that you did, and, and I, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's great for everyone, you know, in this text talk family. Because one of the great things we get is these little nuggets just about Bible study and kind of looking at structure, and uh, you know, it just it, it teaches us and, and feeds us on so many levels. I'm, I'm it's really great. Um, appreciate so much everyone who's been listening to the podcast today. Send us an email. Let us know what you're learning, what you're reading. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Um, Edwin, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? Glorious God, we ask for you to arise. Uh, there's there's so much going on in our world, and we feel alone. We, we feel like there's just wickedness and vileness and lying all around us. Uh, the, even the politics in our world are just full of it. Sadly, even some of your people get involved in it. We see so many things that have happened this year. We, we've got the just the sickness that's been going on and, and how isolated and alone it's made us feel. The sins that we've seen people perpetrate that have prompted all types of terrible and awful reactions, riots, uh, protesting, violence. Uh, the, just how it's been used even this year in the election year uh, as, as political footballs that, that almost seems like our leaders are more concerned about being in power than they are about actually solving problems. And we know that the only solution to the problem really is your son, Jesus, and it is you. And so we ask you to arise. And yet, Lord, here's what we know. We know that you are not at our beck and call. You are not at our command. You don't arise at the moment that we've asked, but you arise at the moment that is best. And so we submit in faith to you, knowing that that the moment when you do finally arise, it will be the right time. 
And so we ask that you hold our hand, that you keep us, that you protect us, and you preserve us until that moment when you finally do arise. May we, like David, keep our faith and remember you are mindful of us. And so we hang on to you. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. 